0: You're listening to the T20 Podcast with Ayaz Memon in association with Lloyd, Khayal Jo Ghar Ko Ghar and Dominoes. Gujarat served a masterclass in chasing on Saturday evening at the Eden Gardens beating Kolkata by seven wickets from needing 69 from 36 balls to completing the chase with 13 balls to spare. Ayaz, I mean, that's how it's done, isn't it?
1: It is, and that's one reason why they they are the defending champions. that's the reason why they won last year because they were so good whether setting a target and especially if they were chasing a target. And remember, this is a match being played at the Eden Gardens, which is is the strength of the Kolkata team, but uh, it didn't seem to make a difference to Gujarat. You know there were patches some moments in the match when it seemed that Kolkata might run away with the game, but it wasn't enough. They, you know they just couldn't sustain it, not with not while they were batting, nor when they were bowling. I thought in batting they finished about 20-25 runs fewer than they would have liked. It was a 200 kind of a wicket, and then you know when the, they had a couple of wickets early, including Pandya, then they had Shubman Gill. But there's so much depth in the Gujarat batting. Somebody like you know David Miller coming in and striking the ball, hitting the ball uh, as only he can. So it it just turned out to be all too easy for uh, for Gujarat finally.
0: Okay, so I'll quickly take you all through the scores. Kolkata were put into bat first by Hardik Pandya after he won the toss, and the team posted 179 for 7 at the Eden Gardens. Jagdishan and Shardul Thakur out early. Kolkata completed 10 overs at 84 for 2, but Josh Little's 11th over had uh, him get the wickets of Venkatesh Iyer and Nitish Rana, and Kolkata was suddenly in trouble at 88 for 4, just one over later. It was Afghan opener Ramanullah, though, who saved the innings with his 39 ball 81. That was assisted by Andre Russell's 19-ball 34 to help Kolkata post 179 for seven. Mohammad Shami picked three for 33 while Noor Ahmad and Josh Hichel picked two wickets each. Shubman continued his good form, scoring six, uh, 49, while Saha scored 10 and Hardik Pandya made 26. After 12 overs, Gujarat were at 98 for three, but David Miller and Vijay Shankar then collaborated to get the team home. Varun Chakravati was smashed for 24 runs in the 18th over and the team needed 14 from the last three vijay shankar in fact completed his 50 of 24 deliveries and gujarat won with 11 balls to spare ayaz as always let's start with you telling us who your player of the game was
1: well you know i i would have thought it would be uh, gurbaz for the manner in which he batted and for the manner in which he mauled his compatriot fellow afghan rashid khan but it wasn't to be Finally, it was Gujarat who who won the match. So you know it's uh I mean it's very difficult to pitch pick one guy from the Gujarat team who was effectively the match winner. I thought there were very good contributions from uh, uh, from Shubman Gill certainly, then of course Miller and Vijay Shankar. But I think I would go with Muhammad Shami. You know to pick up three wickets on a pitch which looked a belter of a of a pitch for batsmen uh, was a was a job very well done. And remember he picked up a couple of wickets in his first spell. So I thought between him and Josh Little, I would go with Shami as the man of the match.
0: Uh, I have Gujarat really have sort of switched gears, uh, you know, right about in the last couple of games, haven't they? Uh, really playing like the defending champions that they are. They are now top of the table with 12 points from 8 games. With Chennai, Lucknow and Rajasthan having played as many, but they're all at 10 points. And, you know, we are at, we have crossed that halfway uh, pa- mark of the league state. So, we are going to be talking about like league standings quite a lot. So, Gujarat looking really, really strong.
1: They are looking strong and they've climbed to the top of the table after this win. So, I I think they've got a lot of depth in their in their uh, in their side in batting, bowling, in fast bowling, in in spin bowling, and they seem to know when to flex which muscle, if you know what I mean. Uh, you know they they don't have to do very fancy stuff. Like I thought Kolkata, I I couldn't understand why they sent Shardul Thakur up at number three uh, instead of Venkatesh Iyer, who had been in such wonderful form so shardul thakur didn't bother the scorers he got out for a blob but what it did was it, it was a setback to the kolkata team because to lose a wicket at that stage is a wicket lost it may be shardul but it's a wicket lost i i just thought that maybe that that was pointless experimentation gujarat haven't needed to do that and when whenever they've done something like that some experimentation it has paid off so which means that their thought process is very sound their planning is very good and above all the execution of the plans is wonderful
0: uh, let's just talk about Kolkata as well. Things getting a little scary for them. Uh, you know, stuck at six now, and um, this loss is going to hurt them. As far as you know, because it does come at home, so it's going to be a tough one to digest.
1: Yes, I mean this was a good opportunity for them to get two points. You know, and uh, it, look, spin is their strength. Batting was coming good. Venkatesh ayur Nitish Rana, Singh, even Andre Russell, uh, Andre Russell getting to kind of. Make the scores that most expect from him. Maybe not the 50s and 60s, but he was getting those quick fire 28, 32, 35 scores like that, which are so crucial. But I thought that, uh, you know, as I mentioned, in the batting lineup or the batting order, they seem to experiment for for no real reason. And, you know, on a pitch like this, with the kind of bowlers they've got, they had to get about 200, if not 210. That would have put pressure on Gujarat. Because 200 is always a psychological barrier to cross, even for the best teams. 180, it looked like they had, you know, it it was a decently competitive score if they got three, four wickets in the power play, which didn't happen. And then after that, I think Gujarat just kind of coasted to a win.
0: Okay, let's just talk about Ramanullah uh, Gurbaz. One big positive for Kolkata from this game. Just 21 has played 56 internationals for Afghanistan already. Keeps wickets also in international cricket. You know, I, has, I just scored that 150 earlier this season. Today, 81 or oh, you know, at a strike rate of over 200. Was in fact traded to Kolkata uh, by Gujarat in the off season. Uh, so, you know, that's a nice one. Nice little anecdote there. But it's nice to see, you know, just like Kolkata get one more player getting in his stride.
1: Yes, and Bendra What I think is that you know some of these Afghan players are going to become household names. Rashid Khan already is in T20 cricket across the world, and especially in the India T20 league for his performances over the past maybe you know the number of years that he's played here. Before that, we had Mohammad Nabi, who had made a reasonable impact. Then you have got you know Mujibur Rahman, who was also who's kind of not caught the fancy of, uh, of franchises this year, but otherwise he's he's been around for a while. And then you've got you know. Gurbaz coming in, Navinul Haq is there. I think these Afghan players, because they are playing so much of T20 cricket, and or maybe only T20 cricket, not too much of the other formats, and they're excelling in it because that's one way to keep their own careers alive and the prospects of their team alive. So I think that we're going to hear more. Maybe some more Afghan players are going to make the cut in the coming season. And Gurbaz, of course, was was quite sensational today, wasn't he? The kind of clean striking that he did. He's he's got the gift of timing. He's also got power. And he's, you know, in, in the straight field, he's a very, very good very good striker on the ball.
0: Okay, so I'll just get one last question. In Hyderabad versus Delhi is the Saturday night match tonight. Both teams in trouble are currently placed ninth and tenth. In the standings, they have about seven more matches to go this season, but both are at four. With Gujarat already reaching 12, you know, I mean, they are going to need to win all of their matches they want to qualify now, right? And I mean, this this match actually becomes a very important one for both teams.
1: It is a very crucial one for both teams because they are lagging behind their, you know, bottom of the points table, both of them. And you know, in in a, in a sense, it's more disappointing for Hyderabad. I think the way they are, uh, where, where they are now currently, because it, when the season started, they had a couple of setbacks. Then they seem to get back on the rails, and then they've just lost their way. While Delhi, on the other hand, just went from loss to loss to another loss and another loss. Till suddenly, they've had a couple of wins on the trot. So they might think that, uh, or they might believe that they, they they can win this match, and they do. There's a you know. Slender a sliver of hope which keeps them alive, but it would almost certainly uh, spell the death knell for Hyderabad if Delhi win and the other way around uh, in, in in terms of trying to make it to the playoffs.
0: Okay, so we'll be back with Ayaz with the result of that game. Thank you so much, Ayaz, for taking time
1: out. Thanks, Menger. Thanks. We'll catch up.
0: That was today's episode of the T20 Podcast with Ayaz Memon in association with Lloyd, Khayal Jo Ghar Ko and Domino's. This is a Quint original podcast, executive produced by Shelly Walia and Ritu Kapoor. This episode was hosted by Menra Dorji Sahani, produced and edited by Prateek Lidhu and Anjali Palord. And a special thanks to our guest, Ayaz Memon. Stay tuned for our future episodes on your preferred podcast app.
1: You were listening to the Quint's podcast.